Welcome to the Sift Spoil for M. Night's Glass. Uh, we are going to now speak freely uh, about the movie. So if you haven't seen it, uh, we'll be spoiling stuff. Probably jumping around too, so might be a little bit confusing. Um, well, where do you want to start? Do you want to start with the twists? Do you want to start with something else? What are you thinking? Uh, start with the twi- uh, plural twists. Yeah. So the one that uh, really caught me is obviously the one that we talked about earlier with, you know, uh, Crumb's... Uh, Kevin Wendell Crumb, I should say, because mm-hmm. there's Clarence Crumb, apparently. His dad. Who was on the train with mm-hmm. David Dunn. Yes. So we knew that already. Yeah. You and I did. You told me. Thank you. <laughs> um, but nobody I thought else... it was obvious from the first movie, but but I guess it's subtle enough that if you're not paying attention... No, you got me on that one. So, yeah, you blew my mind. Yeah, because he goes and he puts flowers at the train station. Yeah. And we know his his dad died in a tragic accident, so I just put two and two together once I knew it was in the Unbreakable universe. Yeah. So. I wish I was that smart. <laughs> um, and then the next twist is that Sarah Paulson is part of this secret organization. Yeah. That was so dumb. Really? Oh, I was so dumb. I didn't mind that one too much. Uh, but. What, what, what's dumb about it? I mean, it, it's, it's, listen, it's the key element to the theme. It's a so, cop out. It's a cop-out ending. A cop-out of what, though? It's a cop-out so M. Night doesn't have to make another movie in the universe. He's just going to kill off everybody in this one. So he's like, all right, I'm done making the trilogy now. Mm. Well, see, that was the final twist, was that they all die. Um, I would consider those two different twists. I, they kind of play in... Obviously, it's a movie. They all play sure, into it all each plays other. into each other. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, okay, so yeah, they all die. I wouldn't really consider that as a twist as more of as a plot progression. I don't know. It's a surprise, right? Like, you wouldn't expect that to be the way it ends. I mean, the plot twist... I guess that plot twist is more about the fact that it's it's not it's not necessarily about the battle between the Beast and David Dunn. It's about the origin story of their three helpers. You know, of his son, uh, Anna Taylor-Joy's connection to the Beast, and then Glass's mom. Yeah. Um, it's kind of like, oh, you know, they're going to be the ones who... I want to take show you this, this further and proclaim real quick. this. This is James McAvoy's IMDb page for Glass. <laughs> it's a listing of every single one of these people. That's great. Yeah. Um. I didn't. So let's start with the shadowy government cabal, which is you know often yeah. a part of these kinds of movies. Uh. I found what he did with that interesting. I like the idea of the door closes and then all of a sudden everybody's just silent. I, thought I hated that. Was, that. that was kind of cool. Um, I mean, why would you even bother with that? What if somebody walks in in the middle of your conversation? Do you have to go back to faking it? No, you just locked the doors. Once they were out, it was just like, okay, now we can start. And you lock the doors. and Well, don't have a public place. Everybody just go (laughs) chill, you know, in an abandoned warehouse. You don't have to ruin people's evenings by taking over restaurants. I also like that the color theme kind of played in with the idea that they were Yeah, okay, so they were like a lightish, like sky blue kind of. Yeah, very muted color. And the idea of the colors is... Uh, M. Knight has talked about how they represent belief, too. The brighter the color, the more the person is comfortable with who they are and what they believe. And so their muted colors were very much about quit believing you know, in yourself, that kind of thing. Her whole job was to try to convince them that they weren't superheroes. Mm-hmm. And that was the most humane way they could do their job. Well, her ultimate job is not to let people know superheroes exist, right? Yeah. That's why this group exists. Um, and in order to do that, they have to tell people you're not, you know, who you think you are. 
Um, yeah. There's also a real element of mental illness idea here. The idea of telling somebody, oh, you're not really mentally ill. You just need to, you know, do these, do these things. You're, you know, normal or whatever. So there's an idea of people not getting help or being understood because they're being dismissed, um, which is part of the theme of, of kind of what's going on here, at least as I interpreted it. So she, in that scene where, again, this is part, I think, where the movie lost you during this middle act, but that, that scene where she is convincing David Dunn that he's not actually a superhero, and then the Beast is kind of making fun of her, and then she pulls it on the beast too and all and yeah. almost and patricia's gets, like oh what yeah. if i'm what if i'm not a believer and then i love how patricia's like i never doubted i never doubted <laughs> yeah yeah um yeah that was interesting too the idea it really played more with the idea of the horde and who bought into the beast and who didn't and mm-hmm. and all those kind of things i thought that was interesting did you notice that the scrubs that uh, they gave uh kevin were purple and the, the only time he wore them was because you know how they said uh, we're giving you options you know mm-hmm, yeah. the only time he wore the purple ones was whenever uh elijah came in to talk to him for the first time mm. so it was kind of like um the uh mr glass was you know enveloping the horde and taking over yeah see that's the kind of stuff i was talking about that Shyamalan does that really is like I, I wish more let's directors were more. able to do that let's talk about some more how about the scene where he slices his throat with the the piece of glass from behind yeah. and it's just it's just still he just stands there for you know you know what I mean and you're just yeah. watching from behind mm-hmm. and it's just one quick movement and then he's just talking to him as he's just sitting there and you know he's bleeding out from the front but you don't see anything yeah. that kind of stuff is so interesting to me that that M. Night just has it. He's just he's just willing to sit there. He's willing to let you experience something, you know, in the moment without being overt or flashy about it. Um, and it's terrifying. Yeah, it's just terror. I mean, Glass was terrifying in that scene. Oh, yeah. So Elijah. Um, um, there's another shot where he shoots. Um, uh, I think I think he's look. I think Dunn is looking at his son through the puddle. And he's seeing like the conversation. It's like from underwater up to above water. Yeah, that I thought was a fascinating <clears throat> shot and and very cool. Um, so a lot of those kind of reflection things. There's a, a moment of reflection with Anna Taylor Joy's character as she's talking to um, the Beast. Uh, I found that moment with her and the Beast at the end to be really good, where she grabs him. You know, he's like, so we think we're getting this battle on this new building and it's all, you know, never happens. It's all a ruse, you know? Yeah. And so he's like, I'll see you at the final battle or whatever he says. And then mm-hmm. she grabs his arm and has this conversation with him. And man, that Kevin stuff, I thought, I just thought that was really powerful. Yeah. And his death scene as well. Um, Cause you know, he gets shot. David Dunn gets drowned. And, uh, and Elijah gets and, crushed. Uh, Elijah gets cr- crumpled. Yeah. <laughs> it's rough. Um, so, yeah. So I, I didn't mind the government cabal. I thought that was fine. Um, as far as them dying at the end, I can see how that is um, anticlimactic to some people. Like you were saying, uh, a cop out so you don't have to make more movies. Yeah. Um, maybe it's the fact I waited 19 years, mm, unknowingly waited 19 years, yeah. you know, and for you just to say, they're dead. Yeah, but I don't know. It, there's I could there's see something how that bold about that it. choice. You know, there's something really interesting and bold about that choice. And and I should have seen it coming because he's giving us such a direct correlation to each of them. 
you know, with the son, the mom, and um, Anya. The, Anya, well, I, I would say the caretaker, you know, is yeah. what I would call her. Um, because they are our way to... Casey. Yeah, Casey. They are our way to be still hopeful and in, in have some amount of positivity at the end after all three of them die, you know? Yeah. Uh, so... I, sh- I should have maybe seen that coming a little bit sooner. That moment where they're in just watching people see the truth, um, the reveal that glass was specifically using their cameras against them. Well, I knew to, that to upload stuff to the, I didn't. Oh really? Yeah, I didn't that. No, I didn't know that. Oh, I was so, that I thought it was me. like painfully obvious. Maybe. Okay. That again, I was like, man, this ending is just, if it's either predictable or it's just not working for me, like, of course he's going to be using this because there has to be that moment at the end where, you know, glass wins. Cause he's the smart one, you know, mm-hmm. they, they, um, they hinted at it with, um, whenever Joseph, David's son mm-hmm. is reading that whisper or comic, you know, for the villains, you know? Yeah. So I was like, okay, yeah. So that's what they're going to be doing. He's going to be interesting. Yeah. I didn't pick up on that. Um, so yeah, I, I, I think overall it just, it's one of those things that's either going to work for you or it isn't. Um, you say it's a cop out that he doesn't have to make more movies. I actually, at the end was thinking, I kind of want to see what happens next. Like, I kind of want to see like what superheroes come out of this world and, you know, what those three are able to do to encourage that and to, you know, bring positivity from that. And I I think that might be interesting, but, but yeah, it's, it's a, I, okay. Here's another way of me saying it. It's a waste. James McAvoy is insanely good. Mm Mm-hmm. Bruce Willis and Sam Jackson. I love those characters. So fun. For you to throw away every single one of them that you've proven are so good. They can be good by themselves and good together. To throw them all away so quickly Mm. just seems wasteful. I just had a thought. Um, I don't agree with you. And I I guess that it primarily comes from I'm not locked into the uh, extended universe, um, you know, IP world that we are in right now. That's not and, what I mean, but then, go ahead. No, no, no. But what I'm hearing is what a waste. You could have used those characters in more movies, right? That's not what I mean. It's okay, more, so explain it's more, more along then. what a waste of, even if I don't ever see these characters again, the fact that, you know, they could have technically lived on in my mind, you know, something like that, if that makes sense. Like, oh man, I it, it, give, it gave me okay. the ability to come up with stories for the horde or david dunn or mr glass by myself i mean technically you could still do that right but it wouldn't <sighs> it just wouldn't be canon and you want the ability to to make up canon stories obviously it wouldn't be canon if it was in my head right but, but you know it just feels I mean, like your own personal canon it, it's you know. here i'm excuse the pun here it's like you're turning off the light on my ability to mm-hmm. come up with different stories now yeah and but you're it's leaving. a story he wanted to tell, right? That's like, isn't true. that okay? Like, this you... is more preferential than an overall sure. critical yeah, yeah. complaint. Yeah. I also the movie ends with Mrs. Price, Joseph, and uh, what was the name? Claire, uh, Casey. Casey. Mm-hmm. I don't care about any of them in this movie, really. I didn't think Anya Taylor Joy was like mind blowing, or Joseph, or Mrs. Price. Mm. You know, Casey was amazing in Split. But I don't know what purpose she's serving here. I can kind of get it with Joseph, with you know the father son. I actually found mm-hmm. that element cool. Casey, it just felt weird seeing her so terrified of the beast, 
in Split, you know, mm-hmm. and all of them, Hedwig, Patricia, Dennis, all of those characters, she was terrified to suddenly wanting to help them now. But it wasn't sudden. It was at the end of Split. They had that connecting moment at the end of Split where he didn't kill her and he and they kind of conversed about being broken. They were both broken. I don't You're think broken not, like me. I don't think not killing somebody is grounds for becoming friends well, with them. But I think what the movie is I think what the movie is saying is it's giving three different examples of how we as humans want to see other humans as you know as more as valuable as gifted as important uh, a son looking up to a father and wanting them to be a superhero and wanting to believe you know that they're good a mom who wants to believe the best about you know her child and then uh, you know a friend who wants to believe there's you know a way to come back from you know, whatever. So it's kind of, it's like a, a, you know, it's a parent, a child and a friend, you know, it's, 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 I don't know. I like, I like the symmetry of it. I like the, you know, kind yeah. of the idea behind it. I got more of a Stockholm syndrome from the whole, uh, Casey thing, but, uh, possible. Yeah. Possible. That's not necessarily how I saw it, but it's definitely possible. Yeah. Um, anything I, else you want to hit on? I, I would just say overall, I think those are bold choices and I like bold choices. I like I like making big swings and I know it misses for a lot of people and and I get that. And even when it misses for me, which again, I didn't love love this movie. Yeah. Um I I think the the flaws especially in the writing and the dialogue and that kind of stuff is enough that I'm just like, ah, you know, this movie could be so much better, but thematically and what happens with the characters, I'm all on board with that stuff. Uh so it worked that stuff worked for me even though it didn't work for others. Um, I, I think M Knight is brilliant. Um, I wish he would work with, I wish he would collaborate more, um, because I don't know that he can tell a story perfectly all on his own the way yeah. that like Quaron did, you know, with Roma, you know what I mean? Well, that's, just, that's a really weird comparison there. Aaron. I don't know that it is. I really don't know. They're both people who are trying to do something big, interesting and artistic. And one of them was able to, you know, you don't think that do Roma is, you know, it has, you know, legs because it's more personal. Uh, I think this is very personal to M. Night, don't you? Yeah, okay, yeah. But you, it's a different kind of personal. Sure, yeah. sure. Oh, there certainly, there's lots of differences between the movie. I just I mean in the mean... aspect of somebody trying to do it all. You know, Alfonso wrote, directed, shot, all that kind of stuff. M. Night does that as well. Yeah, so does you bowl, but we don't give him credit for that. <laughs> well, that's what I'm that's exactly what I'm saying. I'm saying that M Knight should collaborate more. I don't think he can do all of it as well as he can do the directing part. Has he written every single movie that he's directed? Um did he write the visit? Give me a second. I can't remember uh for sure, but I know he wrote most of his movies. Shamalama Ding Dong, uh writer he wrote Glass Split. He wrote The Visit. He wrote After Earth. He wrote The Last Airbender Happening. Lady in the Water Village Signs Unbreakable. Sixth Sense. Yeah, pretty much. Wrote them all. He also wrote Devil, which ugh, that movie was awful. Isn't that a TV show? Wasn't that the TV show he did? That no, was a movie? Yeah, Devil. It wasn't directed by him. It's the one where, you know, there's oh, a bunch of people yeah, in an yeah, elevator yeah. and one of them's the devil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember now. That movie was bad. I remember now. Um, no, I don't really know that I have much other to say than that. Uh, I'm trying to think of stuff I forgot to mention during the other. Uh, one thing is, uh, amongst James McAvoy's amazing performance, when he is the beast, the way he fights and attacks and moves so primal. is so fascinatingly primal. Um, the way he'll pound on things and yeah. you know 
bump his feet up against walls and I just yeah that scene where he's anaconda squeezing that guy and then right after he starts gorilla smashing him you know you're like that is an animal right there yeah the beast that is a beast I love that scene like right whenever uh, Elijah meets the beast for the first time and he's climbing on the wall like Mm -hmm. he didn't split you know yeah oh yeah that's a great that first scene is great too because that first scene I think M. Night's giving us the wish fulfillment scene right away are you so, talking about the beginning of the movie or yes, that scene? The be- the very the beginning of the I'm talking about that <laughs> that first set piece. Okay. You know, Elijah fights the beast, saves the girls. That's like that's unbreakable wish fulfillment. David you know. fights the beast. Yeah. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, I said I said it wrong. <laughs> if that's Elijah fine. fought the beast to be a very different outcome. <laughs> Star Wars, Star Trek, Elijah, David, whatever. And yeah. my brain just says the wrong things. Anyways, yes, David fights the beast. It's kind of a wish fulfillment scene. It's and a David I, and Goliath. It, it, it is very much. And so we get our wish fulfillment right off the bat because I think M. Knight knows he's taking us to places that aren't going to give us that. You know, we're not getting that big fight. I mean, we get a little a little one outside of the, you know, the hospital, a little yeah. bit of that. But for the most part, um, that is our wish fulfillment scene. And then he takes us through the story he wants to tell. So it's interesting in that, like that moment where he prized, like running, like that galloping thing. That that was cool. But what I was gonna say in that that first fight scene, the moment where David Dunn like takes the crowbar and just lets the girls free, mm-hmm. I kind of got emotional. I was like, yeah, superhero man. Like you know, he's he's doing it. He's freeing the captives. So this is gonna be a really weird, random question for you. Mm-hmm. What is the most emotional moment out of these three movies for you? Oh oh. You want me to go so I can, you know, give I mean, you some time? Immediately, I think about um, his in Unbreakable, his son, you know, wanting to believe and him him shushing him. That scene is, we didn't mention that. There's some Unbreakable footage in this movie, too, which yeah, is Yeah, like extra footage. Yeah. That's cool. Interesting. What is what is it for you? It's got to be whenever David Dunn is fighting the uh, man in the orange jumpsuit at the end of Unbreakable. And that music mm. kicks in. It makes me cry just because of how emotional it is every single yeah. time. Yeah. That is easily the moment for me. I figured you were going to say uh, the when <laughs> the, the split reveal is shown. <laughs> well, that's a different kind of emotion. <laughs> yeah. That's that's weird to call that emotion necessarily, but um but yeah, no, I get it. Uh, I don't really have anything else anything else to say. Okay. So, there you go. That's glass. I obviously liked it a lot more than I don't Andrew want people did, to say I hated it. You know, and I, I don't want people was, to say I loved it yeah, either. I thought know, it was so, okay. Yeah. It's still my number one movie of the year. <laughs> so. Very good. How long will that last? Uh, see, probably seven days. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if a uh, polar is going to be good or. Yeah. Yeah. We'll or see Arctic. what happens. Mads Mikkelsen's got two movies coming out next week. So he's got two chances to either do good or stay tuned to sif pop to see how long glass will stay atop the list yep next time on sif pop next time on the titan games (laughs) i'm enjoying that show by the way see you guys next week bye what's so special about hero Bread's soft fluffy and delicious breads buns and tortillas these ultra low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar fewer calories and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health Shop now at Hero.co.